It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. Oh, I can read. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Now, here's your host, Ward White, and Glenn Stretch-Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this wacky Wednesday. Definitely wacky, this weather. I'm Come on saying. now, this is greatness. It's cold, This no. is awesome. Absolutely not. You go from 80-some degrees to like 45 with a wind chill of like zero. I don't think it's zero. It feels that way. Aaron and I are freezing. We're freezing. Yeah, I don't like it at all. You don't like <laughs> it at all? No. All right. No, 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 no. This is, this is normal. This is not normal. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is, actually, it's for February. Actually, it's a, actually, it's a little bit above You mean the heat or the normal. cold? We're pretty lucky, yeah. The, you mean cold. the cold? Yes. Okay, Today yes. is more like this is February weather. Correct, but yeah. No, yes. I'd rather have a climate of like 85 all year. Well, you live in the wrong place. I do. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. Close <laughs> Oh yeah, no. For eighty-five, you're definitely in the wrong place. <laughs> we're about to we're about to skip right past eighty-five and hit go straight digits. to hundred and ten. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. It's Stretch's favorite day today. Why? Because it's dollar twenty-nine chili cheese dogs at our friends next door at Sonic. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. There you mm-hmm. go. So. Yes, sir. Go over there and get your handful of them. <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley, Ward. Right up your alley. That's your favorite meal, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of a chili cheese dog <laughs> at all. At all. Uh, <laughs> on my list. Oh. Yeah. That's good uh, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's I good. Don't know. Like Mix I in s- the tater tots. Nah, yeah. not my thing. Got to do it. Got to do it. Last night. In Big 12 action, it was Texas and Texas Tech. And, Stretch, we see a little more extracurricular activity again in college basketball. What do you think about the uh, the tackle in the game last night? Well, you know, here's what I'm going to say. And, and and I'm not defending Brock Cunningham for, for what he did. But you know, like I know, that when you go into a – a place where they I think they've been beaten one time in Lubbock this year. Your team knows the stats. Their team knows the stats. Coach Terry, you're you're taking your team into a place that's very difficult to win. You're challenging your basketball team. As a coach, you're saying, fellas, we're go- we're going into Russia here, and it is us against the world. That's the mentality you got to take. And guess what? That's the intensity that we're going to have to play with because we're going to have eighteen thousand, you know, booing down on us, knowing it. You know, it, it, this is a big game. It was a big game for for both teams in the Big Twelve standings. Texas desperately needed a road win. We've talked about Coach Terry his 
Is his job safe? Isn't his job safe? Is he playing to keep his job? Is he coaching his team to anyway? You put all of those emotions into one what feels like a powder keg situation. You know, it's a loose ball. Yeah, Brock Cunningham hip checked him. Shouldn't have done that. And then what followed that was the madness of people throwing things on the floor and really, you know, kind of letting the game get out of control. I thought the officials did a good job. They got the young man off the floor, threw him out of the game, which they threw, which they, which they should have, should have thrown him out. Uh, they get a two-shot technical, but in turn, they give Texas two-shot technical for raining down with some uh, water bottles and whatever else they were throwing. So uh, it, it was an intense game. I, Texas played as good as I thought they could play. You know, they had a 20, I think a 29-point lead at one point in the game. I mean, they went in there and and, and, and whipped Tech on their home floor. And, and uh, I thought intensity-wise, uh, Texas played just like you would think you should play going into a road, uh, a road game where it is you against the world. And so, uh, you know, congratulations to Coach Terry and, and, and the Longhorns for getting it done. Do I like the play? I, I really don't like the play, but I can tell you that anytime you're challenging young athletes, there's a ball on the floor. <laughs> he gave him he gave him a little extra pop right there and they threw him out of the game so the officials got it handled and, and all in all I, I think it ended okay uh on 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 both sides for what could have been a very ugly situation uh, considering the physicality of the play. Yeah, it could have got a lot more ugly than it did. And and I agree. I mean he was being physical. Uh he was not going for the ball. There's no mistaking about that. They were trying to say, "Hey, he's going for that out of bounds ball." No, he he was he's going, going for, for a, a tackle. He was going for a blindside <laughs> block, is what he was going yeah. for. <laughs> he might as well put on some pads. But I, you know, look, it is what it is. And Texas needed that win in a big way. Tech needed that win in a big way. But you know, that may have that may have saved Terry's job. We'll have to wait and see what he does coming up this weekend. Another big game with. Oklahoma State, I think that they have the easier path. Tech has West Virginia on Saturday. So, you know, Texas may have may have just saved their hopes getting into the NCAA tournament, and it may not have to – they'll probably have to win a game or two in the Big 12 tournament as well, but they still have at least kept their hopes alive going into the Big 12 tournament and a chance to get into the uh, – NCAA tournament and I agree look you shouldn't throw stuff on the court ever I don't care what your affiliation is don't throw stuff on the court mm-hmm. that is absolutely wrong wrong and fan bases that do that I just I don't think they get it I really don't I don't think they get it ignorant well and I get I get the emotion of the game I get I get you know you're there to, to, to root on your team and certainly if, if you know if you decide to let the officials have it with a little uh, with a little boo that's fine but yeah throwing stuff on the floor is completely uncalled for and, it, and it's uh, for lack of a better term it's bush league so you know what don't 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 do that don't be one of the guys that does that and don't get yourself in that situation I Ward I'm gonna tell you equally as impressive as Texas going into Lubbock 
was BYU going into Lawrence. I mean, that that's as good a win. And if you know, I don't follow college basketball all year, but if I'm if I'm starting to think I'm going to be filling out my bracket, I want one of those teams that's kind of a sleeper team. Boy, BYU to go in there and give Bill Self only his 18th home loss since he took over the team in 2003. Uh, that says something to me about the type of team that BYU has. Now they they can shoot the lights out of it, but who says they can't get hot in the NCAA tournament? No, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. That's a huge win for BYU, and they've been one of those teams that's kind of been up and down this year. I mean, it, they've come into the Big Twelve. They've had some big wins. They beat Baylor just a, a week ago. Now they go in and beat Kansas. I mean, I you may look up come Monday, and they may be in, back in the top twenty-five again because of that win. And I'm I'm pretty sure they will be. Depends on what they do Saturday, but they they absolutely have a chance. And again, it just goes to show. Big 12 basketball, there's none better in this country. There's just not. Well, and, and what, I, what I think is kind of addressed, too, is we've talked about, I mean, home floor advantage throughout, uh, throughout the, the season, and, and two of the biggest home floor advantages uh, maybe in the country you know, get uh, get upset last night. So that tells you all you need to know about the Big 12. If you don't know anything else, you could come in at this point of the season and say, you know, golly, uh, BYU goes into Lawrence and wins. Texas goes into Lubbock and beats Tech for only the second time this year. And Tech's been in and out of the top 25. We know they got a, they got a heck of a basketball team. So two tough road wins, I think, that uh, will absolutely put an asterisk on both those teams um, as they move towards the Big 12 tournament and, and, and to the NCAA tournament. The other game in the Big 12 last night, Houston gets the win over Cincinnati, 67-59, and Houston continues just to play that that smothering defense, and they are so good. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, Big 12 basketball schedule coming up later on. National Day today? I don't even know. National Chocolate Souffle Day. You like a chocolate souffle? I don't think so. What is a souffle? Is that like a cake? Cake with, with syrup or something with syrup. Little. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Not my thing. Not? No, I'd rather have creme brulee. No, I'm not going there. National Pancake Day. <laughs> National Pancake Day. There yeah. you go. Isn't that in today the day you get free pancakes at IHOP? If yes, on National Pancake Day. Yeah. That's uh, always reminds me of the Nate Bargassi joke. He's, What's that? He talks about pancakes. He goes, I love pancakes so much <laughs> and they make me so tired. <laughs> and then I'll forget about it, and then my wife will be like, you think it was that loaf of bread with a, a gallon of sugar water you put on <laughs> yeah. it? That maybe has something to do with it? Oh, oh, National Pancake Day. Stretch, you a big pancake guy? I, I wouldn't say big. I mean, I, 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 I like them. I mean, I'm kind of a – once they once they get in you and they start expanding in you, that's that's not what I, I don't like that. But no, I like them. And I, I mean, I like the initial, you know, soak them in a bunch of butter and pour that syrup on it and, and dunk that bacon and all that. Absolutely, I like that. What I don't like is what it does to me and how it makes me feel. And then you about gotta, an hour later, you gotta go, yeah, you got to go lay down in the floor while it just Sugar expands cry. in your stomach. Sugar also, yeah. National Day of Unplugging. So what there does you that go. mean? Well, you get away it's, from social media and. I think everyone should do that every once in a while. Right, there you go. 
There you go. There's your national days today. All right. Nice. Stretch. Nice. Got a good guest coming up here in just a few minutes, and we are going to visit with Lo Davis, head of UVA Collective, and talk a little bit about this NIL. That's coming up next right here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and basketball head coach Scott Drew. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. It's time now for The Naked Truck. The ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity. Presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, Chuck has a heart-to-heart with Bubba. Hey, Chuck, you said you needed to talk to me? Remember when we said we'd never be afraid to tell each other anything? Yeah, we was pretty turnt, but I remember. Well, I need to come out and tell you this. Listen, you don't need to come out. You know I'm with Becky. Wait, what? No, this is about you. Me? Yes, Bubba. You're squatting and swaying. Me? When you pull your trailer, yes, you. But I got an HD truck. It don't matter. You still need a weight distribution hitch. I thought I had it handled. It's not safe to pull that much weight without a distribution hitch. You're a good friend. Now get over to Pickup Outfitters and get fixed up. I will. Will Bubba gain control of his trailer? Will Chuck reveal his true feelings for Bubba? Wait, what? No. Tune in again for the continuing saga of The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters of Waco. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi ribeye chicken fried steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. We're I-35 of the Brazos River meet the Brazos Landing, Waco. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal 
is right around the corner, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Oh, it is the press box here at ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Stretch Smith and Ward White's with you on a glorious Wednesday afternoon. We're pleased to be joined by Lowe Davis, UVA Collective. I'm going to say guru, and Lo, we appreciate you jumping on with us today. How you doing, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks. You know, I want to start with, uh, you know, we have so many of our listeners in Central Texas who, who, you know, ask questions, want to know how these collectives work, want to understand how you value certain things. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you right off the top, Lo, if, 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 if a donor comes in and wants to, wants to give to the collective, to tell us and, and give us kind of a 35,000-foot overview of how that process works. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when, when NIL came about in 2021, originally the thought was student-athletes had the ability to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. So you think about McDonald's and, you know, Verizon and United Airlines. And, and so I think there were some student-athletes that jumped on board with that right away. They hired marketing agents. But then there were other institutions who had that that mindset that, you know what, we can go out and we can raise money through donors. We can actually contribute to recruiting and acquisition of student athletes. And so, you know, donor funded money can come into the collective. I know here at at Cap Futures, our goal is, is not to be a Venmo account to student athletes. They have to work and earn the money whether it's uh, through traditional branding opportunities or certainly promoting our collective. The student-athlete has to check the box on the activities, and then they're able to get compensated for the work that they do. Hello, Des, speaking with Low Davis from the UVA Collective. Low, and I understand what you're saying. You want guys, it's not just, hey, take your ATM card down there and draw out of it. I can understand that. Give us a little more insight as to how and and who decides – uh, and, and we'll just say basketball right now because it's a smaller roster, understanding how how to balance that. Who decides the amount of money and then what they have to do in turn to receive that money? Who who makes those decisions within the university? Yeah, one of, one of the cool things about it is my I go back 35 years. I was a former student athlete here at UVA, and I've been involved in, in many different ways, including working for the Virginia Athletics Foundation as a fundraiser. So I've been fully engaged with our coaches and our student athletes for many years. And so it, it was um, ironic that I was, I was tapped to, to run this organization. And see, we're independent of the university. And now that the rules have changed, it allows us to spend more time in terms of strategizing with the university, 
fundraising and all of those things. But as it is still not permissible for anyone to have the university or a coach or anyone say, please give money to support NIL for football. It is still impermissible for a coach to tell me to pay this particular student athlete X amount of dollars. So the, the fortunate thing for me is that I've been around a long time. I kind of understand, you know, the transfer portal. I understand that the student athletes that are here and kind of what the market dictates. And as we say here at UVA, we're not giving away portion Ferrari money. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there that there, is, there are only a handful of student athletes that are in that high six-figure to seven-figure range. But at UVA, we always take pride to know that there are going to be multiple reasons why you choose the University of Virginia. And the NIL box is one that we have to check. But certainly you want to come and play for great coaches, win championships, and play in a power five. And so the NIL piece becomes a component of, of everything else that makes UVA so great. And, and, and I, I can appreciate that. And I, and I hear your passion right now because you went to the school there. I understand you've got the connection. You want those student athletes to come in there and, and, and navigate through that process. As you, as you are navigating through that process, let's say you are a recruit and you are a basketball recruit and you want to come to Charlottesville and you want to see everything that, that really there is to offer at UVA is still the misconception that 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 player's coming there because number one it's NIL or is he coming there number one because he wants to play in the ACC he wants to play in a good basketball conference he wants to play for a storied program yeah. or is it you know what I I, I I need to see how much money I'm going to get paid yeah I think it depends on on the student athlete and we certainly have had situations where you know, uh, student athletes have visited with our, our programs and said, hey, I'll come for X. And usually in those conversations, they don't go very well for the student athlete because if they're coming just for the money, then a lot of times they're going to sit there and say, well, I'm going to go back to X university and they're going to give me this. So we, we don't really, I think, from our coach's perspective, get into the highest bidder type of situation. You know, the rules have just recently changed here in Virginia as of Friday, Virginia and Tennessee, that will now allow someone like myself to speak to a recruit or someone in the transfer portal and negotiate with them. We're, we're not going to do that. We're not uh, that type of organization. But certainly the rules now allow you to do so. And so I think for us, our, our whole goal is, is for that student-athlete to come to Virginia for the right reasons. And there are a lot of great student-athletes out there that, you know, have financial needs, that, need, that want the assurances of, you know, I want to have money right now. But I think our programs have proven from baseball to basketball and even football to an extent that if you come through and you develop, the real NIL comes later when you get drafted and you have a long NFL or NBA career. And talking with Lowe Davis again at the University of Virginia Collective. All right, Lowe, I want you to take now, I want you to take your corporate hat off, and yes, I, want you to, I want you to pretend you got an, a 17-, 18-year-old senior son that's a rolling ball of butcher knives basketball player. You understand how it works. Tell me, uh, from a parental standpoint, now how you're talking to him and how you're going to guide him in the right direction. Well, it's funny you say that because I have a 16-year-old who wants to play baseball at the next level and has an opportunity uh, 
to do so. And really my advice to him and to other other parents as well is choose wisely because, again, I think there is a lot of uh, misinformation out there. And when you're in this conversation with people who are trying to lure you to the university, you know, you got to be careful of the people who write, who write those checks that, that can't get cashed. And so, you know, I've talked to a lot of our current student athletes here who, you know, potentially thought about going into the portal. And they said, look, once I asked the right questions, I found out they were offering me things that I couldn't spend. They were offering me things that, you know, would give me meals and would give me a place to live. But that's not going to help me pay my bills or take my daughter, my girlfriend out to dinner or, or feed my family. So, you know, being uh, advising people and advising my own kids is to make sure that you ask all of the right questions. Obviously, these collectives and boosters can't put anything in writing. And, and obviously, you know, they're not supposed to give you money uh, as an inducement to get there. So I, I just think that you have to be very careful because there are a lot of self-serving people out there that are taking advantage of uh, student athletes and prospective student athletes. And I'll add this one quick thing too, is that I think if NIL is going to go south and there are probably gonna be some hiccups down the road, it's because that student athlete that was promised X amount of dollars never got paid. And I know some of that's happening out there right now and that could be uh, trouble for a lot of people that are out there trying to do wrong by these kids. Well, and, I, and I'm going I'm to ask you two more questions, and then I know, I know you got to go. I know you got to go, and we appreciate you joining us today. How do these, how do these young men, or, or, how do they handle it from a tax perspective? Low? Are they, are, are they given a, a, a 1099 per se, or it, does the or does the collective pull a, a certain percentage of that so that they aren't, you know, hit with this massive IRS bill in April? Yeah, that's one of the first things that we sit down and we talk to student athletes about is you take 25 to 30% of the money that you get and you put it away like you like it, like it never existed because at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay that uncle you never met. And so this is brand new for a lot of student athletes. And so we do set them up uh, once they complete their work as a 1099. And so we issue them their 1099 tax documents at the beginning of each year. And so we also offer financial literacy uh, resources to them, both online, but we have uh, a programming for our men's basketball team where we have someone come in from New York every month to spend, spend time with them talking about financial literacy and taxes. We're setting up something now with our football program where we have a former uh, football student athlete and coach who's now in, in this industry, who's now uh, setting up programming for our, for our football players. So, it's important, and really, even if you're not making big money, and I, I was a student athlete here at UVA, I wish I had someone here talk to me about financial literacy and what that means because I, I think uh, my learning curve would have been a lot less for sure. Well, no no question about it, and good for you guys, good for the University of Virginia for setting that up. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to polish this off with my last, and I want you to expand on it as much as you can the the NCAA the NIL has has gotten the, the genies out of the bottle. It it, yes. it it feels almost no longer like it's student athlete. It feels like they've got the cart in front of the horse. In your mind, as a former player yourself, is this ever going to get to where we can level the playing field so that some schools are not you know excessive with what they're doing or or 
is it is there a way that the NCAA can can some way get this to where it doesn't feel like certain conferences are exceeding what they need to do from a collective standpoint? Well, since I don't work for UVA, I can say that this is my own public opinion. I, I think this was self-inflicted by the NCAA. I think there are many reasons why um, – you know, this, this went south, if you will, from the TV contracts and the revenue generated by these student-athletes performing on and off the field. I think paying coaches these crazy amount of salaries and, and ultimately leaving for a bigger salary and leaving recruiting classes behind. And so these kids got smart, and they said, you know what, what about me? And so while I think the NCAA um, wants to try to remain relevant, I don't think they're going to be the X factor when it's all said and done. I think you know, you've got to find through our federal government legislation that, that somewhat levels the playing field and gives you a baseline. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to play by the rules, but it certainly gives you some type of governance that we don't have right now. And, you know, I, I think from our perspective is that we want to be uh, adaptable and sustainable so that no matter what these rules are and what the rule changes are, we want to be able to be in it for the long haul. But I think it's it's going to be the federal government, and I think there's probably 15 different pieces of legislation that's floating around Congress right now, and we all know how the federal government works. It, it moves at a very slow pace, so I think there will be bits and pieces from these 15 pieces of legislation that ultimately come to one, but again, the bottom line is this has been going on for years in terms of dropping the bag, as we call it, and cheating. And those institutions that feel like they need to get a, a, a hand up on everybody else or a leg up on everybody else, they're still going to try to find ways to, to either do the backdoor stuff or, or navigate around the rules. But that's something that we just don't want to do here at Virginia, and we want to be in it for the long haul and, and be sustainable. So that's that's been our game plan and our role model, and, and we're aligned certainly with the University of Virginia on that. All right, listen, I, I, I appreciate your passion. I appreciate you jumping on with us today. Here at ESPN Central Texas, we uh, appreciate your time and uh, make sure and tell both Sean Moore and Chris Slade up there. Oh, stretch said hello. Those are my guys. Thirty-five years and running. They uh, they're <laughs> some great individuals. So I definitely will tell them hello. I appreciate it, buddy. Have a great day today. You too. Thanks for having me. You bet. There he goes, Low Davis, uh, head of the UVA collective. I, Ward, now you and I've kind of gone back and forth on, hey, it's all about the money, it's all. I, I do think it's interesting, and, and, and the reason I wanted to have him on here was I do think it's interesting to be able to see from another pair of glasses how uh, a collective works. And, yes, UVA is considered a higher academic standard than, say, some of the other schools. But I do think it's important that we listen and kind of understand you know, how they value that and that they expect something back from the player. I, I mean, to me, I think that's a little refreshing to hear. It is. And, I, look, I I don't think we're anywhere close to the final outcome or judgment or what we're going to end up with NIL in the future because of it's it's still a work in progress. I You know, they – they opened up Pandora's box a little bit too quickly without any restrictions on it, and it's made diff things difficult on everybody. And so now they're trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to be able to do this? And I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. I, I don't think it's 
I don't think it's in a very good state right now, in my opinion. Could be wrong. I've been wrong once before. But, <laughs> you know, it's it, it it's got to get somehow some kind of where it is a little bit fair across the board because if it doesn't, it's going to get even more out of control. The bigger schools and the richer schools are going to get richer and everybody else is going to get left behind. And that's, I think that's what he said. I I thought that was exactly what he said. Yeah. That, that, you know, 15 pieces of legislation are out there and that it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the NCAA that has to step in here. It's, it's going to be the government, uh, you know, as if uh, they don't have enough to deal with right now with, you know, oh, don't get me started on the political side of things. That just, that just makes my rear end itch, the whole thought of the, where we're at politically in this country. But the, I do think that from a collective standpoint, it's very interesting to hear and maybe, you know, maybe in, couple weeks or something we can get somebody else on because i like hearing different uh points of view ward i think it's good to kind of be able to be somewhat of a sponge when you listen to the nil uh situation when you understand how uh, the portal works and, and and you're understanding a little bit about um what kids are wanting to do because i think he made, the other great point he made was you know that there were all these coaches who were out jockeying, getting better jobs, or using certain jobs for stepping stone jobs to 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 uh, help themselves. And I'm saying help themselves from a monetary standpoint. Yet the players couldn't be able to have the freedom to do that, or they would lose eligibility here to gain eligibility there. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting to look at it from that from that set of. Again, that set of glasses. I also think that it's interesting to understand they don't work for the university. It's a separate entity. Uh, and, and how I'm still a little bit enamored, Ward, with how, they, how the checks and balances work. Like how do you decide who's going to make the most money? Is it an NFL situation where you know right off the bat the quarterback's going to be the guy that's making the most money? That's and it where we're headed. Feels like, that's where yeah, we're headed. It already feels like that. 100% it already feels like that. So so I think uh, I think to see how and, and hear how this, how this goes, you know, uh, K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback that was at Arkansas last year, was making almost a million dollars in the collective at the University of Arkansas. He has no chance of making that kind of money in the National Football League. However, he was able to get in the portal, transfer to, I believe, it's Central Florida. I have no idea. I'm assuming they're giving him more at Central Florida than they were giving him at Arkansas. And so all of that, it, it feels like just a year in, year out, open free agency situation, and I think that's what's going to make it interesting if the federal government decides that they're going to put some parameters on this to level the playing field and then how they're going to, you know, how they're going to police that. Because, you know, uh, you know as well as I do, I mean, back in my day of going to college, and it's a little different animal, I mean, you, people weren't afraid to give you a $100 handshake here and there. Now it's a $10,000 handshake <laughs> here and there is what it sounds like. It's exactly what it is. Brown paper bag. And it, look, it, it's to, for me, you, you hit on it. It's free agency. 
in college football right now. And I, I don't know that that's good for this game. I really don't. I get it. Your coach leaves. You want to try to figure out something else. But that's not what it's about right now. It's about finding the best deal for me. It's not about coaches leaving for the most part. It's about where can I make the most money. And being able to transfer four or five times and play for four or five different schools, in my opinion, is absolutely insane. And it's got to stop. Somehow you got to find a way to say, okay, you get one free pass. And you get that free pass. And then if you're going to do something else, you're going to have to pay the penalty for it. And that would slow it down on the free agency side of things a little bit. Well, and, 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 and you know this just like I do. You've coached the game. you played the game. You understand what it means. We have turned this completely upside down. I can remember when I was in college at Texas, we had a – the team shirt was big block letters across the front, big T, big E, big A, big M. And then below that, little bitty M, little bitty E. It was all about we team, me was last. It's not that way anymore. And that, to me, that's the dangerous situation we're in. That's the ruining, starting to ruin of, 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 of a, you know, a generation of people. And I think that's exactly what ran Nick Saban and could run some other coaches out of the game. There's and no doubt. Me, and to me, that's a damn shame because you're taking who was one of the best uh, teachers. I'm talking about fundamental teachers of the game of football. I'm not talking about drawing up some damn Madden play. I'm talking about a guy who could teach you a six-inch step here, who could teach you a hand placement there, who could teach you to put your head here and understand the techniques of playing the game, not just drawing some Madden play up on up on the board and letting a guy who gets his nails done down the road here at some nail salon fly around and rip it across the field. No. That, to me, that's completely uh, we're, we're away from what football is about, which is putting together guys who uh, work for one another because you got to trust the guy next to you. I don't give a rip about the rest of it. It's got to be 11 guys doing their job in that situation. And if you're better than the guy next to your right or the guy that's next to your left, then it's wrong, and that takes away from really, I believe, what football teaches you, which is how to adjust when adversity hits, because adversity is going to hit, it's about getting your dead, getting yourself up, dusting off, and trying again, and then it's about the guy next to you and developing those relationships that last forever. And when you're skipping your ass around from this institution to that institution to this institution, you're never developing any kind of relationships. All right, Ward, I'm off my I'm off my post now. No, you're fine. You're and you're you're 100 <laughs> right. There's no there's no loyalty. Uh, anymore in college athletics and it, it to me it's a shame but you know get off my lawn kid i'll keep saying that because that's what it is we're not going back you can't put the genie back in the bottle but we got to figure out a way to maybe massage it a little bit and make it a little bit better and by the judge saying judge coker saying that the Lawsuit was initiated after reports of NCAA surfaced investigating University of Tennessee and its affiliates for recruiting activities. And now he's saying that his decision will prevent the NCAA from restricting high school prospects who wish to sign name, image, and likeness deals before joining programs. Let me say that again. Before 
joining programs. What are we doing? I mean, now you're just saying to the high school kid, here's how much we're going to pay you to play for us. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. it. That is going to absolutely I, I, smash recruiting. It's basically like the rookie pay scale in the NFL. Absolutely. Like they're sliding it, it, them in by position. Yeah, it, it's not that, – that is not a good thing in my mind. And I maybe well, I'm I, way off the mark, but are you telling me that now the big booster can go into the field house of the coaches and say, hey, we want to talk to player A, and here's our offer on paper. If you'll come play – for the University of wherever, we'll make sure that you get this check. Well, How far like off the, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like the boosters pretty soon are, are going to be, be running to them? No, no, no. They're going to be dictating who's playing on the field. That's exactly hey, right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're paying this guy X and you got him on the bench. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, again, I do think that, uh, and, and thank Lowe Davis from the UBA Collective for jumping on with us today. I do think what he said, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little studying on this ward. I, I'm enamored with what the government can do because you made the statement, we've made the statement. Yes, the genie's out of the bottle, but at some point, and I, I don't know when it's going to be, but at some point they're going to have to level this thing out. Here's the other thing I'm going to ask you. If you're a big booster somewhere and you got, you know, you're, you're given X amount of dollars, you, 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 anybody who has that kind of money is smart with their money. They're not just throwing and ripping it around. Now, you know, they're probably not, they're probably, if they're not a business owner and they don't have, you know, I see this law firm who has, They've got some Texas players out there, you know, doing a commercial for them. They, they're, they're asking them to do certain things. But if you're just a a, a, a a regular guy donating to the collective, you're really not getting anything back out of it. How long do you think and how big is that pocketbook that you just keep giving when you're not getting anything back till at some point you say, you know what, I'm done giving here. I'm not, Dep- I'm, not, I'm not receiving it. It depends on your ego and where they oh, are. Man. I yeah, mean, it's a good point, and it, we, we, that's it, I mean, a whole really does. discussion. Yeah, I mean, it, that, it, that's what it boils down to. I mean, some some people just want to be that person. I don't know. It's it's I, it's a great discussion. We'll get back into it coming up here in just a little bit. Coming up next, he's back. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 11.30 for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, when you get that tax refund check, don't blow it. Shop the big trade-in day sales event happening right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. Come on, tax time, car time. And we've got a great selection of brand spanking new Volkswagen Taos, Jetta, Tiguan, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. It's happening right now. Trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. Hey, look, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. I'm Joe Betsy Tyler, president of First Central Credit Union. 2024 is a leap year and has a total eclipse of the sun. That's your sign to win Act Out of the Ordinary. Is your vehicle financed elsewhere? Lower your payments today by refinancing, instantly saving money without the goofy glasses. Have a bright new game plan with First Central's local finance team. Apply online. Score at www.firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policies apply. Member NCUA. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Retired construction worker Jesse Munoz had knee pain off the charts. In one to ten, my pain was like a ten. It was a completely unbearable. Doctors told him he needed both knees replaced, but Jesse found a better idea. QC Kinetics, all-natural regenerative medicine treatments, and the results were astonishing. That was the best decision I could have done because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to continue doing what I've always loved to do. Jesse's back to living a great pain-free life with five kids and 12 grandchildren. If I had been for QC Kinetics, I would have had to stop with my grandkids five years ago. They've given me my life back. Don't let joint pain rob you of your life with your loved ones. Call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics gave me the life that I have dreamt of with my kids and my grandkids and now my great-grandkids. Lasting pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 254-415-4100 That's 254 254- 4154100254415 In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts project managers and estimators plus they're offering summer internships evening shift only works four days a week monday through thursday also a one dollar differential pay is offered for evening shifts after 90 days of full-time employment alamo steel offers pto and a comprehensive benefit plan including medical dental vision short and long-term disability life insurance and 401k full-time positions are 40 hours plus a week hourly employees are paid weekly At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk, a look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie, as only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, Mosby's Land Management, Stiefel Investments, Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. Ta-da. Well, that's better. <laughs> See what the cooler weather does for you? <laughs> it's Wednesday hump day. Okay. It's hump day. We're one day closer to Friday. So. That, is, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. Excited about one day closer to Friday? Yep. And tomorrow what, I'll be more is, excited. What does that really do for any of us around here? Yeah, Nothing not, really, it but it sounds good for our family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, I was reading on the Googles. Shocking. And I came across the story. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not giving you any fun facts today. I'm just giving you this sweet story. So, there's a woman in Kansas. Right. She just celebrated. I bet there's more than one. Well, yes. But not this kind of woman. Okay. She just celebrated her 105th birthday. Wow. 105 years old. Her name is Evelyn Brown. She said when she was being interviewed by the local television stations, that Mm -hmm. it's really no big deal. I don't really like to celebrate my own birthday, really. She said, I never paid much attention to my birthday when I was younger, but now that I've hit the century mark, everyone is special. Well, her friends and family and her little community in Kansas Mm -hmm. threw her a luncheon, and they celebrated her life, and the TV station, again, there was like three... TV stations there interviewing her and putting her in the spotlight asked her and said, Hey, what do you like? You know, what has kept you living this long? She's said and quote, well, it's about being happy and being positive. It's very, it's a very important aspect that you should have in your life. She said also the happiness of having four children, grandchildren, great grandchildren and great, great grandchildren. Wow. That's, that's a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Um, she also said that it I think was when her- you live to be 105, you're probably going to have a lot of family. Exactly. She also said that a lot of her habits are eating healthy, lots of fruits and vegetables, okay, fish and chicken, every once in a while, red meat. I'm not going to make it to 105 then. <laughs> right. You eat taco casa, of course. <laughs> I like my red meat and your chili dogs and your hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was pretty interesting because she said she exercises every day at 105 years old she still goes uh, on a walk with her now. friends yeah really uh-huh and she even does little leg exercises sitting in her chair at home watching the prices right she said uh she also has <laughs> she also has like dumbbells that she lifts weights with mm-hmm. there in her house she also says that once a month on saturday afternoons she will have a glass of wine with her friends as she plays 
bridge with them. Well, how about that? I know. She also she sounds like she's pretty active for 105. Exactly. I don't even want to live to 105, but stop it. I don't. Stop it. I don't. Stop it. I don't. At that point, I don't even think Botox even works anymore. Oh my! I just saying. But anyways, I thought it was pretty cool that she's this active. She said that you know she tries to be in bed early, and mm-hmm. they asked her what time was that, and she said six p.m. Six o'clock. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, my papa used to go to bed like at seven and would be up at four or five. I guess, you know, I don't know. But, you know, the older I get, I find myself waking up at four or five and ready to go to bed at eight. So I guess the older you get. Right. I'm I'm not opposed to going to bed at eight o'clock right now. I know. Well, I know. Never get to. You work hard up here, so I get it. Never get to, but sometimes I walk by on my way back up here and I go, well, that sure looks really good right now. I feel you. Well, the other special thing about this lady is she was able to go back to her hometown high school basketball game. Really? Uh, uh-huh. And she was able, because she was a cheerleader, she was able to get on the court side. Now, did she do a cheer? Tell me she did a cheer. She had her megaphone, mm-hmm. and she cheered for one quarter with really? the cheerleading squad at their at hometown. Uh-huh. So she wore her little school T-shirt and her little tennis shoes and her jeans, had her megaphone, and was cheering on her hometown (laughs) basketball team. And she said it was the funnest time of her life. She couldn't stay for the whole game because it would be past her bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Six o'clock. Yeah. So that goes to show you that no matter what age you are, Mm-hmm. You can still exercise every day, find something to do, mm-hmm. stay healthy, watch your diet, and you never know how long you're going to live. Be right. active. Be active and unless, find happiness and unless positivity. Unless you're Stephanie, then you don't want to get there. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm. Yes, you do. Look, my kids are at the age, well, my daughter's still in college, knock on wood, that, you know. You, they, <laughs> you hope she's still in college, huh? Last I checked, she was still there. <laughs> I'm paying for it every month. But, you know, my son's at the age now where, you know, it's time to settle down and have babies. And I'm just not ready to be a grandma. Well, guess what? It's coming. Yes. I know. It's coming. <laughs> so I've decided that I'll be the coolest grandma. Um, Oh, Aaron said, nah. Yeah, well, I'll be the coolest grandma. And, you know, my grandma... My mom always said that you love your kids, but you really love your grandkids. Okay. And that the best thing about it is when you're done with them, you can send them back to their parents. That's right. Feed them up on sugar. and <laughs> you Just give you them back. <laughs> right. And she also said that uh, she would tell me, she's like, yeah, she said, uh, you know, you, you love your grandkids sometimes more than you love your own kids. And in my case, since I'm the black sheep of the family, I can totally understand that. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. But, yeah, so find some happiness in your life today mm-hmm. and some positivity. And as I always say on the other station that I'm on is, you know, be kind to everyone. Make someone smile today. Give somebody a hug. And as you are going through your day, watch what you eat and exercise. You might be able to live to your 105 years old. Well, there you go. Not that I want to. Well, I mean. You and Aaron can. I wouldn't mind. Having I don't know a, what having a ribeye and living at 105. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at 105, you can pretty much eat and do what you want, but she stays healthy, so Good I for think her. that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. I thought it was like, ah, no facts or fun things today. Mm. But there you go.
105 years old. And you don't think you're going to make it? The just, way I've just, lived. <laughs> just because you can't have Botox. I'm sure. No, my mom's in her 70s. She still gets all that stuff done. Okay. I could, um, you know, I'll put it this way. If God wanted me to live that old, then I will. Okay. But I'm not saying I want to. All right. Well, way to bring the room down. I'm not bringing it down. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying. Set that. a goal. What's wrong with you? I have goals. <laughs> I set goals every day. <laughs> Help me not to have road rage today. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yours aren't Don't real. let me kill my fellow employees. <laughs> yeah, yours aren't real lofty, are they? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> well, you know. But yeah. So, All right. Anyways, that's there your you sports go. talk for today. Thank you, Steph. You're Coming welcome. up next, Press Box continues right after this. Baylor Bear Baseball, all season long with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball home again at Baylor Ballpark Wednesday, hosting Abilene Christian. 3.45 for the warm-up show. It's a 4 p.m. first pitch for Baylor Baseball Wednesday. Follow the Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tumbleton, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota, Toyota quality, Waco values. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at precisiondoorcentraltx.com. Ask about their financing options. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at incommonsbank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, Chuck has a heart-to-heart with Bubba. Hey, Chuck, you said you needed to talk to me? Remember when we said we'd never be afraid to tell each other anything? Yeah, we was pretty turnt, but I remember. Well, I need to come out and tell you this. Listen, you don't need to come out. You know I'm with Becky. Wait, what? No, this is about you. Me? Yes, Bubba, you're squatting and swaying. Me? When you pull your trailer, yes, you. But I got an HD truck. It don't matter. You still need a weight distribution hitch. I thought I had it handled. It's not safe to pull that much weight without a distribution hitch. You're a good friend. Now get over to Pickup Outfitters and get fixed up. I will. Will Bubba gain control of his trailer? Will Chuck reveal his true feelings for Bubba? Wait, what? No. Tune in again for the continuing saga of The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters of Waco. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box, hour number two of the Press Box here on this Wednesday as the NFL Combine is in full swing and stretch latest news from the combine that you've seen and that caught your eye. I, I guess it's, uh, you know, that they're saying that Caleb Williams is now decided that he is going to go ahead with his interview process with the bears. You know, I thought that he was one of those guys that came out and been outspoken about, you know, Hey, I'm going to be able to control where I'm going and certain teams that I don't want to go to. So, I think it's good for the process and good for him that he's not only going to interview with the Bears, but I'm sure uh, the commanders and multiple teams about possibly uh, seeing, you know, and, 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 and checking out his draft position. I, good for the Chicago Bears for what they're doing. You know, they, they've, I, we've talked about this. They have a good quarterback in Justin Fields and, and I think that, uh, going through that, interview process you're going to find out a lot about the football acumen of a young man find out you know what he does and doesn't know from a defensive identification standpoint even though you're only interviewing him for an hour you can you can find out a lot of information from those guys so uh that's kind of what i've taken from it so far it'll be uh be interesting to hear how these interviews go um what guys thoughts are and uh how they, quite frankly, how they rank him. I, I'm still, 
not of the mindset that he is uh, the franchise quarterback that everybody think he is, but maybe he is. I, I, I'm like you, Ward. I, I, you mentioned it earlier. You've been wrong before. I, I've been wrong before. But my, my saying is I'm always right, and even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> For Caleb Williams, are you surprised that he has gone the avenue of no agent? I, I – I don't know that I get surprised by much anymore. Yes, as the number, you know, as everybody's number one player, uh, am I surprised that he doesn't have some sort of representation? Uh, Yes, I'm I'm sure that he will have, you know, some sort of uh, legal counsel instead of representation help him. But uh, it's – you know, it's a different way of looking at it, and if you think that uh, you can navigate that process yourself and save some, you know, a certain percentage that you would have to give somebody, I guess. I mean, we saw Lamar Jackson do it, so I guess Caleb Williams has got the, you know, has got the wherewithal to uh, market and put himself out there. I'm, again, not sure that it's always the best way to do it, but. Who am I to say that's the right or wrong way? I also thought it was interesting today that the Jets have given uh, Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade or do whatever he needs to do. That's a young man that I think is immensely talented. One-year starter at BYU, and he's one of those guys that you're probably going to point to that, yeah, he had a great combine and did all this and, you know, made these – Cross the body, 90-yard throws, and did what he did in his pro day, but he has not lived up to what the Jets have drafted him, you know, the early pick that they used to draft him. So uh, Zach Wilson, I think, certainly needs a uh, – he needs a change of scenery other than what's going on in New York. Well, and for the Jets, they're expecting Aaron Rodgers to be back under center, barring he can stay healthy. And I think that they have seen enough of Zach Wilson – that they're going to go out and try to find a veteran. And I, I don't know who that is. I mean, may he be in Denver right now? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, could – could I, I could Wilson? not see – Yeah, I couldn't see the Jets with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers in the same in the same quarterback room, but stranger things have happened. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they – you know how, how how that works. Uh, I mean, are, if you're if you're the Jets, are you comfortable enough to say, okay, Aaron Rodgers is past the Achilles and it's not going to bother him anymore, and we have nothing to worry about. We'll just throw anybody in here to be the backup. I I don't think if I'm the Jets with the roster that I've built right now. And as disappointing as it was last year, because Aaron Rodgers was supposed to take him over the top, they built that roster around him. It, I don't know that I have enough faith because of his age that he can just bounce back and say, here I am, I'm ready to go. Well, we saw him, but we did see him make a pretty quick recovery from that Achilles. Sure I mean, to be to be throwing the ball around as early as he was doing, uh, 
you know, uh, I could see, you know, I could see the Jets doing that. But for whatever reason, right now that that organization is snake bit. I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what it, what they do, whether it's drafting Zach Wilson early or signing a Hall of Fame quarterback. I I do think it's interesting that the Chiefs cut. Uh, Valdez Scantling, I'm who was one of Aaron Rodgers kind of go-to guys in Green Bay. So, uh, I mean, as a receiver. So I'm sure that the Jets are, are busy trying to put other pieces of the puzzle in place while they're telling, you know, Zach Wilson, maybe go look for, you know, go look for a job. And there's some young guys, I believe, in this draft that you could get. You know, second or third round, whether it's, you know, possibly Bo Nix or someone like that, that you could, you know, that you could get to come in and sit a year or two behind Aaron Rodgers to learn the offense and, and, and learn what's going on there in New York. I, I think so. I mean, for them to be able to do what they need to do, I, they've got to find somebody to come in there. Now, we just talked about. Justin Fields and the Bears, and if Caleb Williams goes there, is he playing behind Justin Fields? Is Justin Fields all of a sudden his backup, or is Fields out of Chicago? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them using the number one pick on uh, Caleb Williams and deciding to keep Justin Fields. I, I don't think that happens, but I do think that that uh, they're gonna what. Ryan Poles and the Bears organization is going to do. Matt Eberflus, the head coach, they're going to, you know, they're they're going to go through the interview process and see if they feel like Caleb Williams is a fit for what they want to do with that number one pick. Uh, so the combine to me gets uh, it gets a little more interesting every day, and and how these quarterbacks interview. Initially, with these teams, um, you know, Jaden Daniels in- intrigues me. I think Jaden Daniels is a guy that needs to come and sit for a year or two, even though he won the Heisman and was arguably, you know, the second best quarterback, uh, according to the, you know, guys that rank him. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy is, 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 is a really good player. I think, you know, Drake, May- I, I, I believe that. Uh, any of those four quarterbacks, um, if given time to transition, can do it. I think what you saw last year out of Bryce Young going to Carolina, albeit a bad football team, and having a difficult time transitioning into the NFL is exactly what you could see out of any of these four quarterbacks. Well, and, and one of the reasons why he had a difficult time is he had trash around him. And make no mistake about it, better roster, he probably – makes that transition a little bit easier. What does Tampa Bay do with Baker Mayfield? Is he back in Tampa? Well, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to try to sign him. I, d- I don't know if uh, I don't know if they can or not. But yeah, I mean, you make the point. He, he didn't have a good team around him. You're you're picking number one for a reason. That's right. <laughs> and the reason the reason is you don't have a very good football team. So uh, I do like how Tampa did manage you know, the salary cap difficulties that they were in by bringing Baker Mayfield in, letting, you know, Mike Evans play on the last year of his deal. Um, so Tampa's got kind of a twofold issue they've got to – they're going to have to address, and that is Mike Evans and then the possibility of what they want to do with, the, with with Baker Mayfield. So 
you know, I think he becomes a, a very viable option for those teams who are, you know, who are, say, uh, a team like Minnesota, who they don't know what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins and Mike, they go the direction uh, of Baker Mayfield where they don't have to pay, you know, the guaranteed money that they'd have to pay to keep a guy like Kirk Cousins. This is the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the break. When we come back, we'll talk Cowboys. R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He joins us in the Press Box next on ESPN. Baylor Bear Softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball back home at Getterman Stadium hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend. Games against Morgan State, a doubleheader Saturday beginning at noon, a single game Sunday at noon for Baylor Bear Softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Hey, it's always one of the biggest sales of the year, and it's on right now. The huge trade-in day sales event at the new Volkswagen of Waco. Trade in and trade up while we've got bigger selection and better prices. Great deals on used cars like BMWs and Mazdas, Chevys, Kias, Nissans, Ford Broncos, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. Hey, it's trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco at VolkswagenWaco.com. It's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Maya have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Maya at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Where are they at? Um, I thought they were right here. A lot of truck owners are wondering what happened. This is where I came last time. What happened to them? Some are getting worried. What's your emergency? I can't find them. They're not here. We get it. For 26 years, Pickup Outfitters has been battling truck nudity from our comfy little spot on Lake Air Drive. But we needed more space, and we wanted our customers to have better parking and to be more comfortable. So just like our customers upgrading their truck, we upgraded our location at Pickup Outfitters. Our new location is right there on Waco Drive, just a half mile from our old location, 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and D'Amore Jewelers. So if you need a new bed cover, steps, bumper, winch, anything for your truck, come see us at the brand new Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
spring is right around the corner, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got the brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now, as promised, R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, talking Cowboys. And, R.J., how are we doing on this Wednesday? I do a lot, guys. Great to be with you. Happy hump day. Uh, we're, we're over the halfway point. We're getting close to the weekend. Yes, we are. And I, I like... Uh, I like your positive attitude heading toward the weekend and uh, getting to, for me, to come down to San Antonio and, and do some basketball this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. That's truly exciting. I was just in y'all's neck of the woods. I stopped and had lunch at Georgia. So there you go. Just playing, we're, we're playing tag all across the great republic. <laughs> RJ, what do you read out of Mike McCarthy not going to the Combine? For me, I like it. And for others, they think it's a – Big question mark, but, I mean, what is he really going to get out of that? You know, I, I think that we've come such a long way in sports over the last 10, even five years uh, from a data collection standpoint. And while the combine is fun, and I, I think there's definitely a value there in terms of networking and conversations that can be had, in terms of the spirit of the event, the data collection that happened there, I mean, every collegiate program has all sorts of tracking and analytics and GPS information. And the Cowboys are really fortunate that a lot of these other all-star games take place in their backyard there at the Ford Center, and they have access to all sorts of things. So I get it. Plus, Mike McCarthy is not a scout. And so it makes sense that they want to take every chance that they can to focus on the defense and kind of riding this ship. And so I'm not pumped, but but I don't think it's a, a big red flag either. RJ, we know the uh, Stephon Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, uh, free agents that the Cowboys are going to have to take a look at to see if they want to bring either one of the, both of them or either one of them back right now. What are you hearing as far as a priority on what they may want to do with both of those defensive backs? I think that Stephon Gilmore is probably among the top priorities for the Cowboys, especially because he was so good for them last year. He allows them to kind of, you know, have him serve as a bridge to the, the future that will be Trayvon Diggs and Deron playing together. Um, you know, and, and if you bring Stephon Gilmore back, you sort of take care of whatever need Jordan Lewis might offer you. Jordan's been a really great player for the Cowboys for a long time now, for seven seasons. And I think maybe he had one of his best seasons, this, this most recent one. But the reality is it's just, you know, he's a little bit older. And, and that's crazy that that's the way the NFL works. But, I mean, Jordan was drafted seven years ago now, and 
Uh, if Gilmore's back, then that allows Deron Bland to be your starting nickel corner, and that, that just kind of leaves Jordan Lewis without a home. And so he's he's been a really underappreciated cowboy, but it might be time for them to move on uh, from him specifically, especially if they are able to bring Stephon back. R.J. Atua blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., when Stephen Jones was asked about some players, one of those players was Leighton Vanderish, and he said – We'll let Leighton speak to that. It's an injury issue. Is that just about the final word of, yeah, Leighton's not going to be here anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is just my own personal reading. That that sort of sounds like, this, you know, hey, we want to let Leighton tell you his. I don't know if Leighton, a lot of people think he might walk away from football, you know, things like that. It's just dealt with injuries, and it's a really unfortunate situation, but. Um, it does seem like the Cowboys have, have moved on at least or are planning to move on. He obviously hasn't been around for a little bit with, with the injury at this point in time. A really great player at, at his peak for the Cowboys, but it's it's a physical game, and unfortunately that, that you know has a tax that a lot of players have to pay the price for. Uh, Stephen Jones also talking yesterday at the Combine came out and said we are not going to give any updates on – uh, the possible movement of what we're doing with a contract with Dak Prescott. What do you what do you read into his comments when he's making those type of statements? It's a, this is a really expensive game that Steven's in. It's a really expensive staring contest. And I think that um, you know y'all ever well this would never happen to you guys, but you know you have <laughs> friends who have been in trouble with with spouses or something like that and. And you come home, and, and it better not be a day where you come home with dirty shoes and you scuff up the floor. Or, you know, something to kind of add to the mess that you have found yourself in. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times representatives kind of want to see the, the teams stand the test of, of not negotiating in the public through things like the combine. And, and Stephen Jones has been very guilty of negotiating through the public in the past, and especially with Dak Prescott, the last time that they went through this whole song and dance routine uh, three years ago now. I mean, obviously way beyond that, but uh, I think it's, it's Stephen and, and, you know, operating under the understanding that everything is best kept tight-lipped and, and close to the chest until there's something worthwhile worth sharing. The official start of the league year is two weeks from today. So I would imagine, just based on the facts of it all, that something would get done before then. But, you know, you, you really do not know. But it seems that Stephen is at the very least doing what he can in his control to make that happen. When you talk about the draft coming up for the Cowboys, and I, and I know we're just in the combine, but we're just less than a month away from the draft now, or about a month and a half away from the draft, excuse me. When you look at what the Cowboys – have been able to do in the past and what they need to do this year. Is it offensive line, or do they need to move on for that, have enough depth there, and say, we've got to figure out what we're going to do at linebacker right now? You know, it's a fence-riding answer right now, but it, it really does depend on what they do in free agency. You know, if they're able to bring Tyron Smith back, you obviously, you know, help out your depth a little bit more. Um, it is a, a tackle-heavy draft, so I, I would be shocked if the Cowboys don't spend one of their top, you know, their first three picks, a top 100 pick, you know, somewhere at the tackle spot to serve as, a, at the very least, a future piece to work with. Um, and if they are active in free agency at the linebacker position, do they sign somebody like Levante David or Bobby Wagner or Patrick Queen, whatever name you want to dream up, that obviously changes the calculus involved as well. And that's why 
you know, the Cowboys love to talk about how they don't like to overspend in free agency. you got to spend something. I mean, you, you've got to find a way to shore up these needs before you get to the draft so that when you get there, you're not stretching and reaching trying to make sure that you're ready to go because the draft is your last opportunity to fill your roster. I'm going to go back one more time here, uh, RJ, and talk about Todd France, who is who is Dak's agent. Do, do any indication as to what type of deal they may be looking for to sign an extension? And is an extension the only way, in your mind, the Cowboys attack this final year? Or, And we've asked you this before, might they let Dak play out on this one-year deal? I think Todd France probably has – you know, several um, boxes he would like to check off. But uh, I think the most important, just because this is his job, is, is making Dak the highest-paid player in NFL history. And I think that that objective will probably be accomplished when it's all said and done. Um, I would be stunned if, if the Cowboys didn't get something done. And, and to be clear, if the Cowboys have decided amongst themselves, we have to get this extension done with Dak this offseason, then you have to do it before the new league year begins so that you can utilize that salary cap. It would be the, literally the worst possible situation would be to do this extension in the middle of May so that you dragged your feet, you couldn't use that cap space in free agency, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, I mean, this, this is not Todd Francis' first go-around, certainly not with the Cowboys, and he won. I mean, they, they got into the ring with the Cowboys, and they took them all 10 rounds, and, and they won in, in a pretty easy decision at the end of the day. And so I, if I were the Cowboys, I, I think you have to recognize this is going to cost a lot of money when you do this. Every team goes through this. You're not an exception. Um, you have to bite the bullet at some point. It's, it's the Cowboys' turn to, to make their quarterback the highest paid player in NFL history, and that will fade. That, that will move. You know, Other teams will pay other quarterbacks, and you'll fall further and further down the pecking order. And so um, – it would create a firestorm of chaos if they chose not to extend that Prescott, which obviously is not something that they're above, but I, I really have a hard time seeing that be the case. R.J. Chilwell blogging the boys with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., you had a great article on Stephen Jones sidestepping any confirmation about Jerry saying he was all in at the Senior Bowl, and he tried to say, well, we've always been all in. Should that make Cowboy fans kind of worry a little bit? Because I don't know. I've seen them all in. I like to consider myself a pretty optimistic person. Um, but when when Jerry offered the all-in commentary, I, I really was hesitant to, to buy in. But, you know, there's so many Cowboys fans who did. I mean, y'all know it. Y'all hear it. Y'all see it. So many people said, all right, here we go. It's going to be an all-in thing. <laughs> and he didn't just say we're going to be all in. He elaborated. He said it's, it's going to be different players than it's been in the past, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, he was the one who created this presentation. And Jerry, is, is as y'all well know, very smart, understands that his words have a lot of power, and that for a month now, every radio, television, podcast, you know, production in the world has been talking about how the Cowboys are going to be all in. And they have benefited from that from an attention standpoint. And it's about time to pay the piper and, and to actually push the chips in the middle. The, you know, the, the dealer's getting ready for the flop, and the Cowboys are saying, you know what, we'll just we'll wait till the big blind comes around, and then we'll be a little <laughs> bit committed, and, and we'll, that's when we'll get in on this hand. Um, so I, I would not be stunned if they were fairly inactive in the early parts of free agency 
and they said they wanted to be wise, and they towed the typical company line. Uh, it is very classic for, you know, Stephen to have to be the bad cop for them, and I think that we saw the beginnings of that yesterday afternoon. Let me ask you this, too, RJ. We, we, we know that Jerry can get enamored from time to time in the draft room, listening to guys. Some, some guys have bigger voices than others. But with Mike Zimmer coming in here, do you see him having a, uh, a, a real hand in who the Cowboys and where the Cowboys go directionally early in this draft? I really hope not, and that's nothing against Mike Zimmer, honestly. Um, the Cowboys let Dan Quinn have a big say in their draft. And, you know, Dan Quinn accomplished a lot of great things, uh, but Dan Quinn was in love with Sam Williams, and that hasn't exactly worked out. Dan Quinn was in love with Sean Ride and Kelvin Joseph, and neither of those things worked out. Um, coaches are, are great coaches for a reason, and you should absolutely let them coach. But, but scouts work hard. Scouts work hard all year long, and they're traveling the country. They're the ones on these roads and in these press boxes and, you know, in, in the middle of West Lafayette, who knows where. I mean, so you, you've got to trust them and their instincts and what they know. Uh, and you can't let the moment, I think, distract you from, from people who have been doing this all year round. And so um, I definitely uh, would lean in the direction of Will McClay and his personnel over any coach. Again, that's not a Mike Zimmer specific thing. RJ, who is the backup quarterback in Dallas next season? I don't know if we still have RJ or not. I think I'm here. I survived. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was a crazy moment, yeah. Did, did you hear the, who do, who do you think is the backup quarterback? Is Cooper Rush and Trey Lance both back on this roster? They can create some salary cap savings by moving on from Cooper Rush. I think, you know, we're all grateful for his service uh, in 2022, but it's just time. Um, they will, in all likelihood, decline Trey Lance's fifth-year option, which is why the timing – of his contract never made sense in, in terms of being one to acquire, especially for a fourth-round pick. Um, but they're kind of, you know, to go back to that analogy, they're kind of pot committed to trade just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't get rid- you can't get rid of him right after you spent a fourth-round pick on him. And so uh, once they decline that fifth-year option, he'll be entering a contract during himself. And you know, he doesn't have really anything on his NFL resume, but. You know, if, if you were hoping that the Cowboys could recoup their investment for Trey Lance, you're really not being fair because there's no way any NFL team is trading for some dude who they haven't seen play in five years, right. who barely played in college for that matter, and who they wouldn't have any level of team control over. So uh, Trey Lance is QB2 for the Cowboys, and, and that's about all you can kind of hope for right now. If he is QB2 and Cooper Rush moves on somewhere else, is there a possibility with – the Cowboys maybe picking a quarterback in this draft at some point in time? You know, people will always make a big deal about this because they're the Cowboys, and, and they'll make a big deal even if the Cowboys do give Dak Prescott a $60 million extension. But but I'm a, and, and to be clear, I'm normally a proponent of this when you have your standard draft capital to work with. The Cowboys are down a little bit this year, but I think you should always be drafting quarterbacks. And that's actually an old staple of Mike McCarthy. I mean, he always had a young quarterback to work with, just, you know, some dude obviously behind Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and kind of developing, because uh, you never know. You, you simply do not, which is why the trade for Trey Lance made sense 
in the theoretical sense, but when you looked at the contracts and everything and the option here and whatnot, it didn't line up with the timeline of where they were at with their current quarterback's contract. And so um, I loved when they drafted Ben Canucci after they had signed Andy Dalton. That's kind of the way I think it should go about it, have a nice veteran and then a young project that you're just kind of working with on the side. Um, so normally I'd be a proponent, but given the, the specific tenor of this season, I, I'd be okay if they passed on it. We've talked about Tony Pollard and what he brought to the table last year. Wasn't a whole lot for the Dallas Cowboys. And now it's been said that they're not going to use a franchise tag on him again. Thank goodness. Is he in a Cowboys uniform, or is there somebody out there in free agency that that might roll the dice on him after seeing him last year? You know, when we interviewed Tony Pollard at the Super Bowl, he said that he didn't really feel like himself until week 11 when the Cowboys played the Panthers. Um, That's a problem. Know, it, well, it, it is a problem. He was, he was coming off the injury. But it's also worth mentioning that from week 11 on, Pro Football Focus's highest-graded rusher was Tony Pollard. I mean, so, you know, that does, you know, if you're putting everything on the table and analyzing it, that does line up. That, that is shock relative to his point. Um, and so I, I don't know that it's impossible that he's a cowboy, but I think it's definitely impossible that he or Saquon or Josh Jacobs or Austin Eckler are making anywhere near the kind of money they want. That's just the reality of the position. And so, I ask, you know, it, it's going to be a, a, a low, quiet market. And, and for that matter, it's to, you know, Tony Pollard wants to come back for four or five million, you know, this year. We can talk, but, you know, if he, if he's looking for that $10 million a year payday, obviously that's way too rich for the Cowboys, but it's probably way too rich for anybody. If he does move on in free agency, somebody does roll the dice on him, who do you go get? I mean, you mentioned Shaquan Barkley. You, you also have Derrick Henry, who's not getting the franchise tag in Tennessee. He's going to be on the market. Are either one of those big backs an option for the Cowboys? Or are the price tag going to keep them away from those two guys? I know you want this so badly, Ward. I, I do. To make you happy, but but and and the idea of Derrick Henry is fun, and I would convince myself that it was a good idea, even if it was an irresponsible one. You know, Ward, <laughs> you're 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 the person walking into the electronics store. You see the big TV and say, "I need it. I have to have it right now. No matter what, I've got to. You know, it would go great in my living room." Um, and it's just, it's not a, a worthwhile investment, unfortunately. I mean, the, the market will be low for one of these dudes. I mean, spin the wheel. Whoever the last guy to sign is, you're, you're going to get somewhere on the cheap. And right. You pair that guy with a day two pick, whoever it winds up being. Um, and that's that's probably the most effective and efficient way to attack the position this offseason. RJ Atua blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Michael Gallup has popped up a couple of times in the past couple of days as as another guy you may not see on this roster. Is that a good move by the Cowboys? You know, it's kind of a pointless one because they'll designate him as a post-June 1st cut, and and that means they can't access the the cap space created by it until after June 1st, which is when it's kind of meaningless. But um, it's it's unfortunate to say that, that it's still the right move. I mean, he's just... He doesn't offer them anything right now, and that's unfortunate. I mean, he's been such a, a great player and always had the right attitude. He just never really recovered from that 2021 torn ACL. They gave him the contract on the heels of that, hoping that he would return to his prior form, and it just never clicked. And, you know, it, it also didn't time up well with CeeDee Lamb's emergence and, 
you know, his emergence as a player, but also emerges as, as somebody who absorbs so much attention and so many targets. And so, um, you know, I'll be curious to see where he ends up, but I definitely think this time in Dallas is over. RJ, do the Cowboys even use their franchise tag this year? And if so, who is that going to be on? You know, as somebody who, who loves to do anything related to anything about these guys for the sake of putting food on my table, I wish they would, but it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to see what makes it. It's hard to even come up with a crazy hypothetical that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. just that kind of year for them uh, where they're not necessarily losing a free agent that is too precious. Uh, and the ones that you feel like you, you want to have back, like Tyron Smith Stephon Gilmore, uh, the tag isn't worth it. And, and you do feel safe like, and like you can negotiate a rational deal as opposed to having to do something with the franchise thing. R.J. Atula blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. R.J., appreciate the time as always. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. There he goes, R.J. Atula. Got to stop by George's and have some lunch. He was right here. We should have. Wish we'd have known we'd have drug him in studio. Right. (laughs) That'd been fun to have R.J. in here for a little while. All right, stay right there. We'll come back in a Take a look at some men's college basketball. That's coming up next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. Your only local copier company, CTWP, has been in business since 1979 with copiers, wide format machines, shredders, and mailing machines. CTWP is an authorized dealer for Xerox, Konica, Minolta, Canon, and more. They offer short-term and long-term leases, rentals, and direct purchases. Couldn't be easier for you. Optional maintenance plans are available. Include all parts, labor, and supplies. If you need to copy it, scan it, print it, bind it, fold it, or upload it to the cloud, well, CTWP can recommend the correct machine and software for you and your business. Name the 2023 Elite Copier Dealer for outstanding customer service and community involvement by ENX Magazine. They support the community as well. They've donated over $2 million to nonprofits around Texas. Seven sales and service locations around Texas. The largest one right here in Waco at 3730 Franklin Avenue. One in Bryan, one in Temple as well, and one in Corsicana. Also, Marble Falls, San Antonio, and San Angelo. You can find them everywhere. 254-752-0376 or find them online at ctwp.com. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buying new roads. 
The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Just like any good coach, we are recruiting new members. I'm Joe Betsy Tyler, president of First Central Credit Union, offering personal signing bonuses like free reward checking, refunds on ATMs nationwide, direct deposit available up to two days early, and jumbo rate CDs. It's time to sign with the winner. Go online at firstcentralcu.com or try First Central's free mobile app. Member NCUA. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Prince Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks to R.J. Ochoa joining us, blogging the boys, talking a little Cowboys with us over the last few minutes here in the Press Box. And speaking of the Big 12 shoot-around with J-Mo, Big 12 shoot-around last night as Houston beat Cincinnati 67-59. BYU, you mentioned them earlier, getting that big win at the Fog over number 7, Kansas, 76-68. to and Texas with a much-needed win last night over Texas Tech, although a little bit of ugliness broke out in that one, 81-69. to And, again, I know we say this all the time, Stretch, but it, it gets proven every single night in the Big 12. You just don't know. You just don't. <laughs> I like those guys that think they can, they can handicap it, Ward, think they can bet the game. I mean, think you can honestly say, you know what? I can make money betting Big 12 basketball. You can't. They air conditioned the <laughs> desert. They air conditioned the desert for a reason, and the reason is you ain't winning. So, uh, no, I, I think it's uh, it's we we've talked about it over and over. It's the toughest league in uh, in college basketball right now. Everybody knows that, and and uh, you know Cincinnati last night. Yeah, they only scored. I think they scored under 20 the first half 
against U of H, but still made a game of it. So it, 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 every every team in this league can play, and, and certainly uh, the Big 12, that's why I think it's going to make for good watching in this uh, in this Big 12 tournament because you got some teams that are going to have to, and you mentioned it, going to have to win a couple games to get in the big dance. So, uh, you know, I think Texas going and winning last night it just speaks volumes about how they feel about Coach Terry. I really, I really believe when you, you watch that game. Texas came out with so much energy last night, and I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but uh, congratulations to them. And I thought they did a heck of a job last night to go win in Lubbock. Well, sometimes it's it's not a good situation to have a mad dog backed into the corner, and I think that's where Texas is, and maybe they're the rest of the regular schedule heading into the tournament. Yeah, and and they're gonna have, they've got Oak State at home, and they then they've got Baylor Monday night uh, here in Waco, and then they finish with Oklahoma at home. So I think they still got to win. You know, they still got to win both those home games, and uh, I, I don't believe they can beat Baylor. But uh, we, we've seen it. I, I, I certainly didn't believe BYU could go into Lawrence last night and win either. Yeah, I mean, you you just can't say anybody cannot beat anybody and. And have a whole lot of confidence of it at this point in Big 12. You just can't. Or I can't. Right. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I can't either. I, I, can't, I can't have any confidence in coming on here and saying I feel good one way or the other. And I'm glad we don't have to uh, – I'm glad. I'm glad it's not one of our segments. Is let's let's pick Big Twelve basketball no. teams because I I think I, I think we'd both they'd figure out real quick we're both a couple of mutts when it comes to picking <laughs> basketball games. Boy, how about the you see them how the Mavericks lost last night a half court shot. Jeez, you talk about you talk about a little. They coming off a seven game win streak. They got beat against the Indianapolis and then last night against Cleveland they take the lead with two two seconds left and get beat on a half court shot. So. It's it's happening in basketball at every level, Ward. 59-footer last night, and I think, was that the furthest buzzer beater in, or second furthest buzzer beater in NBA history? How about that? Wow. I know I, I know it was from downtown. I know that. It, it, was, it, was a, it was, all you can do is shake your head and say, hey, it wasn't our night, and you get beat that way. No, you're exactly right. And I think if, if the Mavericks – can just keep some consistency going that they've had over the past. You mentioned the seven-game win streak, and you lose like that last night. But still, I mean, sometimes you just have to tip your cap and say, hey, they, they, there you go, and come back and shake it off the next night. If, if they can continue to do that, it feels like something that we've been kind of begging for is Luca and Kyrie are starting to maybe gel a little bit, and this team desperately needed that. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. I just what I didn't want to see him do was 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 go after winning seven in a row. I didn't want to see him lose three in a row. And they got beat soundly uh, in Indianapolis, and then to lose that one last night. Now they've got Boston coming up. I mean that 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 could be a three game losing streak in a real hurry. Uh, I, I think they're playing like you said. They're playing better together. But you 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 don't you you want to avoid you know losing that after after a seven game win you don't want to avoid that three game losing streak and it, it'll be tough to break that against Boston for sure. Well, they got Toronto tonight, so a back to back for the Mavs tonight in Toronto. So that should give them a shot to get back on the left side of the column. Toronto's well, not very good. No, well, you're right. 
but uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they can get on that side for sure, for sure. The college basketball coming up tonight in Big 12, Oklahoma at number eight, Iowa State. Tough place to play at Iowa State, stretch, and Oklahoma is going to have their hands full, but they're still trying to stay atop the Big 12. This is a big game for the Sooners. It is a big game for the Sooners, and and it's and and it's a big game for Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State seeding and how they want to be seated going into this NCAA tournament. You made mention of it, Ames, Iowa. I don't care if you're playing basketball, football, or you're having a goat rope, and it's tough to go to Ames, Iowa. It absolutely is. UCF at Oklahoma State coming up tonight as well in the Big 12 on the women's side in Big 12 basketball. You got a pretty full slate coming up tonight. Although the Baylor women are not playing, but you have Kansas at UCF, number three Texas at number twenty Oklahoma. That's always a fun matchup. Iowa State at number fifteen Kansas State, Texas Tech at TCU, Houston at BYU coming up tonight, and a big one for the Horns tonight taking on Oklahoma. Anytime those two schools get together, you can expect some fireworks. Absolutely, and and like you said, it doesn't matter if it's women's basketball. It doesn't matter if it's football. They, 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 they don't care for one another, and tough, tough, uh, tough to go to Norman and win for sure. So, be, be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll make for good watching tonight, Ward. We'll, we'll have to take a gander and get on and uh, talk about it tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun, and and this is the, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron, correct me. I'm pretty sure this is right. This is the last slate of games before the Big Twelve tournament comes up, right? Or they no, they all play on Saturday. And that would be the last one before the tournament, I think. So we're we're right there for the Big Twelve tournament coming up. Baylor will play on Sunday, and then I think that's it for them until tournament play starts coming up on next Thursday is when the Big 12 tournament should kick in place. So it uh, be interesting to see how all those seedings take place coming up. Uh, but the Baylor women playing on Sunday as they try to finish out the regular season at home at the Foster hosting Oklahoma State at 11 a.m. early basketball game. Uh, anytime you got to deal with that early start, we, we know the challenges of that. So, for sure, it, it'll, it'll be uh, it, 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 it'll be challenging to get going that early. For the women getting ready for the Big Twelve tournament, they're they're still, I you know I don't know. They're sitting in a situation where they are one of the teams that's probably going to have to win a game or two in their tournament to improve their seating going into the NCAA. If they can win a couple, that might behoove them uh, because right now they're a fifth seed in the Portland bracket, and they'll have Drake. Uh, this is just a, a projection coming up, but a fifth seed, I think if they can go in and win the Big 12 tournament, they could probably get to a, a three seed, maybe. Still, still in Portland? I, I would think they would probably still be in Portland. Oh. You ever been to Portland, Ward? <laughs> I, I, I have not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long flight and, uh, and a gray place. That, that is a tough, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay nice and say it's a, that's a tough place to go in the, 
in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, it's uh, I think they have about 40 days a year. It's beautiful there. The problem is the other 300 and whatever that is, it's pretty gray and and pretty tough place to go play. I I don't uh, and forever to fly. How far is the flight? You just point about four and a half hours that way, and you go. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That so didn't. How long was that flight for the Bears, Aaron, when they left West Virginia and went all the way to the one coast to the other? Yeah, I when I had to go to Provo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a haul too. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, about seven and you're hours. At, I, I yeah. can't remember. I, I remember hearing how long a flight that was, and boy, that's that's just no fun. And no wonder you step off that plane and you you know. You have a hard time getting your legs back under you. Play a basketball game the next night. It's, it's rough. That, 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 that is that is rough, and 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 certainly, you know how the, I, you got to kind of take your hat off to the coaches because how they how they manage those situations of knowing, you know, boy, we got a long flight, and then changing time. You're changing what you're where you're going from East Coast time to West Coast time, so you're you know you're changing those time zones. It's a yeah, it, it takes its – I mean, that, that that gives a whole new meaning to the term jet lag for sure. This is the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And did you see where FedEx has decided they do no longer want to have the naming rights for the Washington Commanders? Does that surprise you at all? You ever been to that stadium, Ward? Yeah, I have, and it's a dump. <laughs> That is a dump. I wouldn't want my I name mean, on it either. That's exactly right. So, so, so Fred Smith, who who, who owns FedEx, decided to say, you know, I'm I'm not real sure we need to call this FedEx Field anymore. I, I I'd say it's a pretty smart, sound decision. I now I, maybe this new ownership group can can bring a new flavor to uh, to what that stadium is. But no, that's a that, that, we we talk about. Uh, stadiums that are rough to go into. That one right now in the NFL might be as might be as. Uh, let me. See, what term do I want to use? It's not the, very it, nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> as, it's as the worst is. stadium in the NFL right now, isn't it? Uh, oh, I mean, I, and, and I, I it's not even close. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. It's it's a it's a bad place. It's and it's and it's and the other thing is it like it sits. Have you been there, Ward? It sits yeah. like in a hole. Yeah, it's so down. It's, like, it's down. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Terrible. So anytime, yeah, anytime you have to, oh, it's just a, yeah, it's 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 not a fun place to play. And there's no. The other thing is usually you stay at the JW, you know, in, in DC. So it's a little bit of a ride out there. Yeah, there's there's nothing good about the about the dynamics of, I don't know what they're going to call it now, but what used to be FedEx Field. What? Why have the? I almost said Redskins, which they should be the Redskins. I'm sorry. That's exactly right. The Commanders. Why have they not pursued building a new stadium and building it closer to DC? Is it just I not feasible? Who, Is it land? I don't know who wants. And I don't know who wants them. Would you want them with that? With the with the issues that they've had with Dan Snyder and the issues they had in that organization. And I mean, they're not very uh, they're not very courtable right now. I mean, right. they now they've got a new ownership group, and I know they brought Magic Johnson in there. And sure, they want to. They're they're, they're trying to make that organization a. And that's a shame because it's a very storied franchise. And I mean, I I, I grew up. My dad was 
stationed at the Pentagon, and and we lived in uh, we lived up there. So I, I I grew you know I grew part of my time now was never a Redskin fan, but you had to respect you know the Redskins and certainly Joe Gibbs, a storied head coach. And uh, they were we a all franchise, know, right? Yeah, we all know we all know uh, you know it was one of the most iconic franchises, but. Uh, no question, whatever Dan Snyder did there was not right, and 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 nobody really wants them. I mean, they moved from that old RFK, which was a dump too, to to the place they're at now, and it's it's uh, it's not gotten any better. So I'm sure this new ownership group with the Commanders will, you know, they're they're going to be working the angle of trying to get themselves a new stadium because this is just the start. Of FedEx, you know, saying, you know what, we're not going to pay for the naming rights of that place anymore. Well, and could they have picked a worse name for a franchise? Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> I don't think they could have. I didn't dislike I, Washington football team. I thought it's it had better a, than Commanders. I thought it had a ring to it at least. I didn't it was dislike original. the Redskins. Well. Is it is it Washington or Washington? <laughs> Which one is it here in Texas? <laughs> Either or depends on what side of the tracks you're on, I guess. That's right. Washington, Washington, uh, uh, a mini chili cheese dog or a footlong chili cheese dog, whichever one you want. There you go. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We're going to step out of the way. Jamo's coming in next, and he'll have more on basketball and, of course, the baseball game coming up this afternoon. We'll have an abbreviated version of the Matt Mosley show following. That will have Baylor baseball right here, 345 pregame and a 4 o'clock first pitch as the Bears with a midweek game coming up today right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's going to do it for us. For Stretch Smith and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season with a senior day matchup with Oklahoma State Sunday in Foster Pavilion. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Sunday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas.